Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jack with you this week. Jake is, um, Jake, I can't say, do you know the video got demonetized because I said he's not at the start of last episode. The podcast got demonetized because I said it in the first 30 seconds. I I can't believe that. I had to manually review it. I can't believe, oh no. Luckily, the human did say, no, that's fine. It's clear you were making, you know, a reference to something. But I was like, the algorithm is out there. It goes for you. Yes. He's not here this week. We don't know where he is. He's he's down a well somewhere. Um, He's off in the wilderness. He's been a a wild man. I heard he really enjoyed Greg, so he started his own chain of of Greg's. And... um, he he thought that the batter could be slightly flakier, so he's he's dedicated the last six months of his life to to developing a flakier batter, and um, he's he's redefining what Greg's means, and he's trying to trying to dominate the South. Actually, he's moved, he's moved south and tried to make Greg's the mainstay. More Greg's than Waitrose is his new mantra. <laughs> mantra. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, Two hundred and fifty likes on the YouTube portion of the broadcast. That you will see in due course, um, and the picture of Mr. Greg's man will be released on the Twitter account, but only if there's 250 likes on the YouTube video for this <laughs> well, particular that's, episode. That's stayed in the vault, isn't it? We might, we should start doing stuff like that. Yeah, I do it with the YouTube stuff, but there's no way that's happening. Absolutely the likes, not. But, uh, but uh, we'll we'll start it's higher. It's an ambitious target, you know. It's, why not? Do go and actually. Um support the twitter i have i'm now making i'm gonna have to might have to sign off on jack's photoshop skills because i saw something and i was like you've started putting photoshops on the on the twitter now and it, and it was it like great no, and I, was, I was like i might have to we might have to have some sort of process where i sign off on these things and jack goes am i going too far with some yes. things and i go jack not not Tasteful for the current moment, not appropriate for the current moment. But then again, also, I kind of don't want to do that because then I've also signed off on something that will just get us both in trouble. So, oh well, oh well. Um, some of the stuff he suggests putting on the Twitter doesn't end up on the Twitter. It Let's does not. Say that. It does not. It's funny, but it does not go on the Twitter because it. <laughs> no. No, Jake did just compare you to bringing. A, he did say, "Oh well, we wanted to, we wanted to bring you on for." He, for some reason, he said we wanted to bring a younger person onto the podcast. That wasn't it because when I first spoke to you, I thought you were like fifty-eight. Thanks. I only heard your voice. Thanks. I, yeah. I get that a lot. I do get that yeah. a lot. Believe it or not, I, I, that's not on your looks, by the way. The first time I ever spoke to you, it was your voice. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you sounded like a chartered accountant. A chartered accountant. <laughs> well. uh... I'll, tr- I'll try mean? and see the I'll try and see the compliment in there somewhere, you know. Chartered account, chartered account. Oh. All no, chartered accountants voice. listening to this podcast <laughs> will be extremely offended that they think that this degenerate worko is is remotely <laughs> connected to any of them in their profession. The, the, I don't know why I said a chartered accountant. It wasn't. It was just the first thing that came to my head. You've just got a very, you've got a very, you've got a radio voice. Basically. Thank you. And I think I did compliment you on your. Your radio voice at the start, but um, how have you been this week, Jack? I, week I've been? I've been okay. I've been okay. I'm uh, I've taken up boxing actually. Well, oh, I say taken up well. boxing, but I, I'm I'm finding it quite enjoyable and quite therapeutic just to just to 
let all my rage in a withheld rage go into a dangling bag. It's great. It's great. But yes, it's 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 been all good. It's been all good. Oh, so all... you've taken up boxing with not hitting in back a, yet. Not hitting back yet, no. I'm trying no. to get fitter first and then maybe in the future somebody trying to lash back out at me. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I I like I don't know. There's just something about taking wax to the head repeatedly. I already kinda like I've I've already like done enough damage to my brain with just loud noises over time. So I don't need somebody just to repeatedly punch me in the face. But I do I I hear it's very good for the head. It's very mm. good for I I remember like it's it's a really good outlet exercise. I I used to have a really when I had time for the gym. Part of being I I remember I worked in a hotel. I think I've said this on the podcast before when I uh finished uni and I used to be on different shift patterns and I can't really do that anymore because the times I want to go to the gym are now peak times. The only times I've got, so I don't really go to the gym. I kind of exercise at home. I've got a treadmill, that sort of thing. So I kind of try and keep myself fit here. But with the gym, I used to really like just being able to to, to be in a good headspace and go and go when it's quiet and do. I, I do miss the gym. Like I do miss the fe- the feeling of it, but I also think, it puts me off because I can sort of work. I, I I get quite nauseous sometimes when I exercise to an extreme. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It's uh, apparently it's a common thing. Um, so I have to be quite controlled when I do it. If because I'm like, oh yeah, let's just push myself because I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then I'll just be like, oh god, I feel like I'm going to throw up, which isn't fun. And I just remember the last time I actually went to the gym. I uh, I I did. I was doing the arm rower. And I was just like, yep, I'm going to throw up. And I was just lying on the gym bathroom. Like, ow. Contemplating life choices. and Yeah. Yeah. This was for health. Did, and did you I eat wanna... within a 45-minute period no, before you exercised? Oh. That's the thing. It wasn't the food thing because I oh. was really conscious of it because it was happening a couple of times. Um, wasn't a hydration thing. I even did the thing where, because there's loads of different people. You read up on it and there's, there's contradicting information everywhere. Oh, make sure you're hydrated all the way through. Don't actually hydrate yourself while you're exercising do it before because if you take sips while you're exercising that can sometimes and i'm like can my can can you just tell my brain to stop making me feel sick that's all i that's all i need to know because i don't get it in general thing you know like if i'm going for a run or something i don't it was just like i just started to like if i felt like i was pushing myself past a certain cardio point yeah body just went but yeah I think it's more of a case of I was probably moving up and down too quickly and then the blood was rushing to my head and it was one of those. But yeah, if you are a sports scientist person that wears shorts in winter and has thighs bigger than most people's future, please do let me know uh, why that might be in the comments. But yeah, I, 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 we, we, maybe we'll spar sometime and you can oh, yes. absolutely batter me. Um, how tall are you? Uh, I'm six foot two. Okay, so we're fairly similar So. As you, have you got big reach? I think so. I think so. I used to have big reach in, in reference to Adam Reach uh, on my FIFA careers quite a number of years, actually. And uh, anyway, that's just a total offshoot. We weren't even talking about that. No, well, but I don't you're, know bringing, why it, but you're bringing it back to Sheffield Wednesday. I'm just bringing Wednesday, it back to Sheffield Wednesday. Just little tie-ins, you know, because the audience don't want to listen to 
story. Well, they do. They yeah, actually that, do. That, that, I'm I'll sorry, have a lot right? of feedback, you... but the preliminary stories <laughs> that everybody always tells before the pod, like at the beginning of the podcast, people love it. People lap that stuff up. So this podcast that I listen to that are three hours long, and the first good hour has got nothing to do with the context, and hmm. that's the whole point. That's the whole point of this exactly. one, anyway. Like, if you want like a new show, <laughs> skip ahead, right? It is a new show. It is. It's an everything podcast. Yes. This, but yeah, um, yeah. Good to good to see you've had you've had a productive week on that front. Then, Speak, Jack. Speaking of being sick at the gym, uh, I did once. I do have a funny little story that I can't remember if I've told or not. But I was doing like this whole st- strongman fitness circuit thing you know with the, the the rugby players have got that big like metal frame that they carry that like goes across the shoulders yeah. and they carry it to and from and stuff. so i was doing stuff with that and then the sled like the the weighted sled thing and i was like doing that repeatedly i had to be sick so i ran to the bin chundered just came and straight went straight back into it and then this really huge like someone that's clearly been on a couple of cycles of a certain substance um, was it was in there doing his doing his like overhead presses, and he watched me chunder and just go right back into it. And as soon as I'd finished, he gave me a fist bump and he was like, "That's some hardcore stuff, dude." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the commitment, that was, isn't it? Yeah, that that's my funny chunder story that you didn't ask for, but I gave you anyway. Um, <laughs> hope you're not eating your dinner right now. Absolutely not. Yes, yes. Uh, and if you are, then feel free to say hello to it as it comes back up. Um. <laughs> oh, I never oh. know what's going to come out. Oh, you great. know, I've been working with Jake for so long. Yeah. I can kind of predict the flow, but like the one great thing about having you on the podcast is I have no idea what's going to come out of your mouth. Yes. And in this case, it was sick. Um, it, yes, it really was. Anyway. Anyway. My week was fine, thanks for asking, by the way. Yeah, how was um, your week? No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, no, it's it's been it's been a mad one. Um, but doing early Christmas presents with people I'm not gonna see until after Christmas now, and it's only like what first twelfth we're recording this. So it's uh dating the podcast, yeah. So mm. it's uh just trying to trying to get everything done in the wrap up for Christmas. And make sure everything's ready because I want the podcast to still roll out. I want everything to go, but I want to shut down, drink, f- drink. I was going to say drink food and eat wine there. Um, drink food and eat wine. Mm. Yes. My that's favorite exactly combination. Gonna, that's exactly what, um, that's exactly what I want. But we are, we are getting there as we, as we draw closer. And some might I will say, say, oh, sorry, Karen. No, go for it. No, go some for might it. say having a mad one means he's been busy once again. <laughs> Oh God, he's got a zoom. I've got a zoom. I've got a gimbal control on my for camera. The, for the, the audio, audio listeners, he can. Oh no! I did a dramatic you zoom onto my children, eyes. You and Jake with your toys. It's great housekeeping. Socials are available. He's running one of them. God forbid. At yes, Talking I am. Wed. Um, you can also follow at Dexterity Box. Don't bother following his Twitter. You don't need to do that. Just follow ours. Um, the Discord. <laughs> is available for members. If you support us at the membership tiers, you can click join below on the YouTube video and sign up. And you get some exclusive content, things like that. You get to chat. There is also going to be um, some really cool stuff coming on the relaunch. And if you are a two-year member, I'm going to say this now before I forget, 
There's only a couple of you, and I believe you're in the Discord. DM me your address. That's not trying to be sinister. <laughs> I will reach out to members, but uh, he said there is there is a very f- very serious stare into the ca- into the. There camera. is a few of you, if any of you at the five pound tier, basically, and a couple, of, and if you've been a member for a couple of years, just DM me your address. Um, there might be some stuff for the re, uh, well, sort of the stuff we're doing in January. Um, that I will, I might send some stuff to you, or I might, um, you know, just send you odd letters from worker when you can work out his descent into madness you can also leave podcast reviews on apple podcasts Podchaser, things like that right there just for your information there's only going to be one more podcast next week which is possibly with i think it's jack and jake if jake decides to come back from his journey down south and his his world domination of greg's has sufficed he will, uh, if he has succeeded with that, it should be those two. And that will be the last topical sort of podcast before we do a two-week sort of pre-record podcast where there'll be our Christmas episode, there'll be our New Year's episode, and then back to sort of regularly scheduled programming. So yeah, you've got to work a week has turned into work a month, basically. You're here all the time. It has. Every, every episode, actually, I believe, until the New Year. I believe God so. It. I believe God so. Help him. God help him. Um, you were on uh, match duty again for Exeter City versus Sheffield Wednesday. Let's get into it now, then. So, what did you think of this one, Jack? Um, I, on numerous occasions, was shouting at my full voice as loud as I could be, many expletives, and I, I, I couldn't quite believe that I was watching the same Sheffield Wednesday team as previous games this season. Really, it just there was no impetus on pressing. There was very, very little, and it it was just, it was so frustrating. There was a few players that you would expect would be linchpins in the team on that game, and they just seemed lethargic again. It, it was very similar to the Derby game in in that respect, really. And it, it even when they scored and went one nil up just before half time, nobody woke up. There, there was no. There was no urgency. There was no press, like full press, like it probably should have been. I don't know if that was a tactical thing or if it was just the players' mentalities. I I don't know what was going on, but it was just such a frustrating game to watch. There was no all of the edge of the seat was seeing how many times Stockdale could save it because they had the better chances than Sheffield Wednesday did, other than a couple of very good Windass chances. But it was all in the second half, really, where Wednesday came alive, but. Even then, it was it was split second instances, and then it was just gone again. It was just a battle in the midfield, and players losing the ball or the passes getting intercepted, and there was it was just so lethargic and so lacking in energy and urgency. And I don't, I don't know what's going on at the moment, but that just seems to be a, a thing that seems to be creeping in a little bit, and it's worrying me a little bit actually. But but it was it was great. It was very undeserved that we did get the the one point in the end because it was a great little finish by uh, Pato by Big P as we affectionately call him. But I was going to say he's got was, a very different yeah, name on this podcast. Yeah, very different name on this podcast. But um, very very lovely little finish into the bottom bottom right corner, finessed and uh, it just, took the it took it took until pretty much the dying ends. Plus four, you know, plus four. It was 
you know, oh, we salvaged that point and we, I don't think we deserved it, quite frankly. It, <laughs> but at least we got a point on the board. It's better than having none and keeping somewhat of a gap behind us, uh, between us and fourth place. But it's just, it's frustrating to see this lack of urgency all the time. I must say, I did say at the end of last week that we'll bounce back. And this is the first time we... mm, I wasn't impressed, actually, with the bounce back. Because there wasn't a bounce back. There was not. It was was dull again. It looked... For me, it was a little bit hollow at the end with Darren Moore saying, this is the kind of game we'd lose last year because I, I... Get that. Yes, he's right. Mm. But you're saying that a bit too much about the draws now because this isn't last year anymore, Darren. And yes, we would have lost it, but we are not capitalising on what has been a strong position that we've put ourselves in. And granted, that that is his doing and that is his, you know, his Wednesday team's doing. But I'm not... I'm not happy with four shots on target to their five, you know, we had 55% possession and we had the more passes, but it's, it's a team that are languishing in mid table. They are 13th after that. And if we're going to go for the automatics, we need to be putting the points on the board in threes here. Yes. Never say die. 90 plus four Callum Patterson goal. That, that salvages a point. You can move on. It's just after, because I don't think Derby are that good. So the fact is, we've lost to two teams that, yes, Derby are, have got great players, but they drew again at the weekend. They are very inconsistent. So that could have been two one games for Wednesday. And I'm starting to think like, right, we we can't be we can't be dropping points. Basically, I'm, I'm getting. I guess my thought process is getting a little bit harsher. Or am I being Well, I would say that the fact that you've just said that's two losses and they were actually draws. Did I actually say that? Yes, you did. But it's it's draws, it is draws that feels like a pair of losses because of how important they were to get the three points from both, you know? It's because we're just entitled Wednesday fans, isn't it? That's the truth. Because we're like, we should be this team can play better than they did in the last two matches. Hundred percent. 100%. 100%. It's, it's individual performances that have been letting us down. It's not anything, in my opinion, it's not anything that, and sure, I know, haha, happy clapper, whatever kind of thing to say, but it's not a Darren Moore issue. It's a player mentality issue. There's certain players, and I don't really, I don't feel like it's worth singling them out or naming them just yet, because we need to see how they are in the next few games, you know, in the bo- uh, probably after the Boxing Day game, that's when we start really clamping down on naming and shaming so to speak but there's certain players who are just sort of it's like the foot one foot's out of the door almost with the, with how they're performing it's so it's such a strange it's it's such a strange mentality where why are they not giving their all when they're clearly there's clearly such a high team spirit at the club and that's the message they're putting out and all that sort of thing but then why exactly are certain players just Turning up and like, oh, whatever. It's it's whatever. I, is that what you, is that your your That's, opinion on it? Then Do you think uh... my opinion on a couple of players are playing with that 
seemingly that mentality because they're not they're not running for the for the ball they're not running for the interceptions they're not running for the tackles like they used to be last year or you know only a couple of them granted the rest of them are performing admirably for the most part but it's certain key positions that we just keep losing the ball all the time and it, it's so frustrating because as at the same time i would argue I don't we need the bit of flair and that's seemingly been our undoing in some games this season is that we haven't really had a lot of that flair option and and it seems like that would be the sort of only thing that would bypass this great defense that a few teams have had against us but then yes I know you're about to say oh well we got Malik Wilkes and we've got Lee Gregory but Lee Gregory is coming unfortunately coming to the end of his career I would say like he's not the player he used to be. And Malik Wilkes is still not match fit. And I know that there's a lot of Wednesday fans that are saying he's crap, he's not good enough, or whatever. What what have we signed him for? He's not match fit. He's only just getting match fitness now. Why do you think he's not starting every week? That's what why. I was going what I was gonna Sorry, say. Sorry, Dex, for the rant. <laughs> it's all right. You love that one. The Wilkes one. What I was gonna I, I get no no, I completely I think it's a completely valid point of view because I also share it on the Wilkes thing, but what I am going to say, because I always have to play the reasonable card, because I am probably one of the most reasonable Wednesday fans you will find. Because I try not to let my head roll, uh, my, my heart roll it, and I try to look at it, you know, objectively. We are, unbe- we are unbeaten in eight in the league. The last time we lost the game was against Plymouth. Where it's starting to, I'm starting to go, mmm, now is we have had, in that time, three one ones, one nil nil, And it's like, their points drop. Because if you look, Lincoln City, Sheffield Wednesday, one all. Sheffield Wednesday, Bristol Rovers, one all. Exeter City, Sheffield Wednesday, one all. These are teams we lo- we lose to last season. Yes, they are. But they're also teams this season that we could be beating because the players really should. And I like that we're actually in that position. Because we're dropping we're dropping points in terms of you know, we're dropping we're, we're dropping wins basically. We're not I'm feeling like a draw is a loss and that is a that is a higher mentality than we had last season, and it's a, it's a nicer place to be in. But you have got to look at the fact that this, there was a tweet earlier sharing the stats of Wednesday that they are the first EFL club or something this season. To, is it this season or this calendar year to this score calendar like year. A, this calendar year to score a hundred goals? The only other team in uh, you know in the English football pyramid is Man City. We're the only EFL club to do it. So does say something about the fact that we, we, we always talk about, oh, we've never got any strikers that have got any flair already, and then we're bagging them, as how, you were saying earlier. How, however, that, does, that, that statistic is also registering how many players have just scored in general, the, the, the amount of goal, goals scored by the club. Look at how many different goal scorers we had last season. You know, yeah. They were from all over the place. They weren't just the strikers. They were from everywhere on the pitch. They were often much. from 30 yards. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was mental. So it's it, it's this it's this awkward thing of 
it's just we're we're in this rut almost right now. But I also see it as a compliment to Sheffield Wednesday because when exactly have the fan base had this sort of mentality where they they think that we should be winning every single game? We haven't had that since I would argue the 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 Steve Bruce leaving us season. We've never lost it. As a fan hmm. base as a whole, I've got to say, I've got to play devil's advocate. We've never lost hmm. that. And that's why our to- fan base can be quite toxic hmm. online sometimes. Yeah. However, in terms of a realistic sort of reasonable yeah. approach, yes. yes, I agree that I do feel like we can, we will go out and we should beat everyone and anyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's not a bad thing, in my opinion. That's not an entitled Sheffield Wednesday fan opinion. That's just... On, on paper, I hate the term on paper, but I'm going to say it. On paper, that's just statistically how the club should feel and how the players should feel. And I, I, it could even be argued that because the players think that, they're not putting a shift in. They're not putting a hard graft in because they think we're championship standard players, you know? And this is this is Club X that have been in League 2 for a long time and League 1 for a long time maybe that that um complacency is sometimes setting in a little bit too much and that's why there's this lack of energy and lack of tempo with pressing and all that sort of thing but uh, what are your thoughts dex i, d- I don't want to <laughs> keep rambling on <laughs> i don't it's i i it's i don't i'm making a lot of noises uh, you are you are <laughs> i'm stuck in that position of we just we can easily go on a run. We are we're in that. I don't think I've not seen heads drop. I've not I've not seen as I think I think I know the players that I'm interested. We might dive into it in the next few weeks about the players you're specifically referring to, but I still do see a desire there. I just think it's the the consistency again, the consistency of the chances. I will say the weekend was poor. And the weekend was probably as poor as we've seen it in a long time, but we did salvage the point in the end. We need to be looking at strikers and we need to bring them in. We really need to be freshening that up a little bit because we need, when we are on form, we're still not clinical. And I think that's something we need to add to our game. And if, because if complacency does well and truly set in, there's no excuse for a team to get complacent where you sat third in the league and you've got a chance of automatics. You're very close. So it shouldn't happen. But let's move on to the League One review. We've got um, Shrewsbury 3, Bolton 2. Ipswich played Peterborough and won 2 1. Burton and Derby County won 1 all. So, as we said, that's why the Derby result was sticking out to me. Forest Green beat Chelton 1 0. Forest Green getting another three points there. Exeter City 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1, Lincoln City 0, Wickham 0, Morecambe Charlton and Accrington Stanley Portsmouth, as well as Oxford Barnsley, they were all postponed. So Frozen pitches, some... wasn't it? Something like yeah, that, I think it, I read. It will, it will have been, yeah, in this league. MK Dons 1, Fleetwood 2, MK Dons are down. They're, in tr- they're gone. They're, there's no... They've just sat their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's free fall. And unless he can go on a hell of a run, they're in... They're in trouble. Cambridge nil, Plymouth nil. Plymouth dropping points again, which put Ipswich at the top, but we'll talk about it in a second. Bristol Rovers 1, Port Vale nil. 
So the table as it stands is Ipswich Town and the new league leaders on 45 points. Plymouth are in second with 44 points. Sheffield Wednesday are in third with 42 points. And then Barnsley are in fourth with 33 points. So there's still a gap, but they've got two games in hand now. So that could close quite quickly to just a uh, a three-point gap if we're not careful. There was a chance there. There was a chance again, because if Wednesday had won, we'd have actually knocked Plymouth out a second and we'd have been in the automatics. See, this is the annoying thing where it's almost like this group of players almost seem like they have to have their backs to the wall to be able to capitalize on things. That's when, if you look at last season, we were excelling at, you know, succeeding when that was the case. But when it's just, oh, we're this far out in front of fourth place and we've got to capitalize on this chance of taking second, the pressures almost seems to be not as high because it's like, oh, don't worry, lads, we'll, we'll stay in third if we don't manage it. I don't know if I'm probably being completely wrong and that's not at all what they think, but that just is the out. That's the outside perspective to me that it's sort of like, Oh, well, we've been through a threat of relegation before. This is nothing compared to that. You know, I don't know. I I think personally, you could just keep sort of there. There could be that mentality of, do we just slip under the radar and then just change things about? for a run of like five, six games where you just, you go for the throat and you, you teams don't really predict you and predict how you're going to play and you just dominate in a different style. That would impress me quite a bit if he had something like an ace up his sleeve where he, he was trying different things out in training and he, he sort of attacks a run of fixtures where he knows he, we can get some ground and attacks them in a slightly different way. Maybe uh, shift formation, play a little bit more, you know, up for it. Go for the, go for the crosses a bit more. Go for because we're very technical. We we hold we hold. You know, we we're not afraid of the ball this side. But do we play a little bit more direct at times and just try and change things up a little bit and really go for the throat with some teams? I don't know. I always like to think the best, and have they got an ace up their sleeve? Is, they, is he going to try something else out? And it, it's really difficult because I'm. It's trying to put like an opinion on a team that are unbeaten in eight. Uh, yeah, I can understand that, but I can also possibly say that it's part of a larger thing to talk about, which is the training facilities. Which, if you actually look at, oh, don't the facilities stop. We've got, no, we've but. Because of what the facilities are, possibly there might be this whole thing where it's all theoretical that they can only sit in a classroom type type situation and discuss the tactics and the changing up of things, but then they don't have the the, the space physically available to them to go out and start actually practically trying these other ways of playing out, you know? Mm. But that's all part of a whole other talk and discussion really um that's probably going to be reserved for another podcast at some point should we move it move into yes. the news jack yes, let's move into should. the news so this is uh from the yorkshire live sheffield wednesday set to make decision on trialists as former brighton man seeks to impress sheffield wednesday manager darren moore says he's looking at a handful of other trialists as well as former brighton defender io tani moho tani moho played for wednesday earlier this week in a bounce match against 
Huddersfield Town. The 21-year-old is predominantly a right-back or wing-back, but featured at right centre-half against the Terriers. He's in a trial and he's still playing. This is not in the article, but he's in a, tri- he's in a trial and he's already played out of position. He'll fit right in. Back to the article. Moore says the club are likely to make a decision on Tani Mauro after this weekend's league match with Exeter City. It's not happened yet. Obviously, this was slightly before that. He also says the coaching staff are running the rule over a number of other free agents. Sometimes opportunities present themselves at this time of year to look at talented players that are on a free, said Moore. It's really just having a look and taking the opportunity to look at one or two players. Tanimo is one we looked at and are still looking at. We've not made a decision as of yet with him, but he's acquitted himself really well against Huddersfield. We've had him training with the seniors this week too. We'll come together as the staff after the weekend and make a decision on him. There are two or three others too that we are talking about. If we feel there's a benefit to us getting them in and trialling with us and the trial having a purpose and reason, then we'll have a look at them. But we're not just going to, what we're not going to do is just open trials for anybody to come in. It's, if it's the position we're not looking to strengthen them, what's the point? But there are two or three that we're looking at now, but we haven't decided just whether or to give them a trial or not. End quote. So, this is this makes sense. He's a he's a he's a position we need. He's playing him at centre half. We need defensive reinforcements. His FIFA card's terrible, but we'll talk about that at the end of the at the end of it. So just just tell me your thoughts. He's twenty one, so it's a good age. If he's on trial, if he's on a free, this is the kind of signing you can see Darren Moore making. And if you roll the dice on them, he's he's shown he can. He's got an eye for players. So absolutely, absolutely. And I do fully agree with the whole point of we won't we won't just let anybody in because uh, especially because we don't have Gary Monk managing us anymore. Evening, Gary, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, totally agree. And it, the, the fact that he's 21 years old as well. episode guest. Yes. Gary Monk. <laughs> oh, Joking. Andy would Carol. love that episode, wouldn't he? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree. The age and everything. I think it's the right sort of age to be going for because we've we've been going for senior, senior players for a bit too long, I think. And it doesn't, it's not really shown a long-term interest in the club because it's always just been sort of like a, oh, they'll be good for two years and then we're going to have to find somebody again. Whereas if you sign somebody that's 21 years old on a long contract, then you'll be good for four or five years, you know? And I, I'm very much a long-term thinking person and I do think that this is a, a sustainable way of doing business is, you know, getting in sort of almost like apprentice players to learn from the likes of Michael Awekwe or Dominic Iolfa, you know, all that sort of thing, who are now the senior, senior players at the club. Um, and I, I just, I think it's a great, a great thing that he's doing as well with not being just open arm to everybody, only getting in the right players rather than anybody that will just fit the gap for the, for the time being and just put out that fire, so to speak. So I totally agree. I think it's a, a good, a good bit of, business if the if the guy if the guy's got a lot of potential then absolutely get him in well he might not have loads to be fair because he started in norwich's youth team went to brighton's youth team and then he got released from their under 21s so we have done quite well sometimes picking up players from premier leagues academies if we've kept an eye on them so don't expect him to come in and be a world beater but he might have more potential than the sort of play we'd usually come in for absolutely 
And, Let's not uh, forget as well, talking about potential, Jamie Vardy was released from the Sheffield Wednesday youth setup for being too small, and he went on to be quite the goal scorer, didn't he, in the future? So, When is he going to when... decide that he's got enough money now and he can just come back and play for little for Wednesday and bag him in? Because he's still doing a good job in the Premier League. I know he is, so... but I don't want him when he's completely gone. <laughs> you know where it's like, well, because the th- a big thing about Jamie Vardy is his pace as well. So it, it doesn't. We don't want it completely gone, right? Because then we're in trouble. Exactly. But, because then it's like, oh, why? We'll probably give him a four-year deal or something, and it's Jordan Rhodes all over again. But just. Just come back to Wednesday. If we get promoted this year, mm. if I had the career that Jamie Vardy had, right, even I'd, I'd, I'd have got past my Wednesday sort of pain by now, I'm sure. And I'd just go, I don't need it. I'm just going to do it. Can, like, can you imagine the hero's welcome that he'd get as well? He, he, he'd be beloved. He'd be, he'd be like the messiah to... to I'd hope so, know? but our fan base can be a little bit... Can you imagine if he has a few bad games and everybody just goes, oh, he's past it. <laughs> and I'd just be like, right, I'm out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the point where I'd probably be like, yeah, I think we're, we're too far gone. I, I hate to make the comparison, but I think it would be very similar to when Billy Sharp returned to Sheffield United and captained them to the Premier League, you know? I, yeah. I, it would and be they, a very so- similar story. And I think we're due a story like that. So... Please, please, Mr. Vardy. Please, Jamie. Come on. You know you want to I come mean, back and be a... I mean, how old is he now? He's 35. So in January, hmm. he will be 36. So if if we got promoted this season and then really went for it and chucked some money at him, signed a 36-year-old Jamie Vardy, or even the season after, if we have a rebuild season next season, and then a 30... He's not going to play for us... <laughs> He's not going to play for us in... Yes, he's not. Yes. (laughs) We're going to sign a 40-year-old Jamie Vardy that can't run anymore. Well, Wayne Rooney played for Derby County at that exact same age for a good couple of years, and it worked for them. It worked for them, you know. Uh, Making the weird comparison, but Luka Modric is almost 40, and he's playing in the World Cup, and he's still being a world beater, you know? Yes, but Modric also doesn't rely on his pace. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm not saying Vardy relies on his pace, by he's the way. He's a great merchant. finisher. He's a, yes, he's, absolutely. But it's, a, it's, it's part of the reason he's quite tricky, right? Whereas if you're more of a technical player and you're a player that relies on your attacking mindset and where you're laying off the ball and vision, it's a bit of a difference. It is. But he, yeah, be a hell of a promotion party, though, if we, uh, if we did have Absolutely. <laughs> we Do you think there'd be a rebuild season next season? Um, if we did I go th- up, anyway. I think we're not dominating this league enough for us to not have to put on some hefty additions next season. If we were bossing it at the top, then yeah. But I think we're going to probably... This side probably needs a good half of it adding to. Quality-wise. Yeah. I do see a few of the plays that we have signed as just a means to an end to get us out of League One and then... Sell them I, I almost, think it's really clever because we've set, we've signed good ages. Mm. We've signed ages where players will grow into it. Not all of them will, but we've got players that could. And we've also signed players that will do us a couple of years in the championship and be squad players. I think we've done really, really well with that. 
But I'm totally in agreement player... that rebuild, you know, half the squad will need, you know. Yes, replacing. but I think I think also that we've signed some very good squad players for oh, the championship. Yeah. So that it's not like anyone would go. The only players I can sort of see probably not staying if we get promoted are the likes of like Jack Hunt and stuff. There's players that wouldn't be part of a top end of the championship. Let's try and get there. We've got to get out, get out of this league first. Absolutely. Let's have a look at Tani Moro's uh, FIFA card. It's awful. It's a bronze. It's 55. 55 rated right by 80 pace, 41 shooting, 45 passing, 54 dribbling, 47 defending, and 58 physical. Absolute garbage. So hopefully he's all right in real life. Right, let's go into this one. So Bannon's posted on his Instagram after the match. Gutted to have to go off yesterday with injury. Hopefully not too bad and get some positive news this week. Boys went on to the end. If you can't win, you don't lose. Well done, Callum Patterson on his goal. So if you're a Wednesday fan that's been living under a rock, Bannon needed some treatment and he's gone off injured at the Exeter match. And it's a bit nervy, this one, because... Dar- Dar- it was one of those that Darren Moore said he wasn't prepared to let it happen when Barry wanted to carry on. So is it something good potentially played through? Maybe, but if the technical team are worried about him, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, I will say from watching the injury happen and all the rest of it, he he did get up and he started running about and he was looking totally normal. He only really limped for like 10 to 15 seconds after he got back up again after the treatment. And then he just, he just, he just sat. He was like, you know, you know, when the players sometimes just sit down and say, "No, I'm, I'm done in. I need to go off," kind of thing. That's yeah. just what he did about a minute or two later on, and it, it, it almost seems like it was, it, it was one of those pull injuries that was cramping up on him as, as well. Maybe I don't know. That's how it appeared. We've known that players have played through a lot of pain before, like playing through break broken toes and all sorts, and that must be horrendous when you're kicking a ball. But it, I do, I would say, if he is injured, then it's time for certain other players in that central midfield to step up, and I, I think they can. But who that's do you on think? Them. Who do you think goes in the Barry Bannon mold? For, for if he's injured, if he's out for a I while, think. do you think it's back in? I do, I do, because he he did do that. He did play that role when Barry Bannon came off, and he was doing it very well. He just didn't have the same long range accuracy as Bannon, unfortunately. Do you play three in the midfield? The <laughs> um, I would say yes, but that's because I always play that on Football Manager. But um, but <laughs> you're, like, you're but another yes. me, but just with Football Manager. Um, <laughs> but yes, I absolutely would keep one back to cover the defense and then two box to box sort of midfielders. I no, so you, would do that. you, yeah, I would. Yeah. I play. F- we tend to play more of a flat three with a wanderer mm. though, don't we? That's not an official term. Um, That's not an official term. It's as a disclaimer to all tacticians. Football, yes. football purists. Um, yes. Who would I put in that midfield? Byers, Fizz. Is Byers fit, by the way? Because he's not featured for quite a while, it seems. That's a very good point. Because I, I think he's coming back. It wasn't, it wasn't there a message like him and Windass are back training? Yeah. So, was it? It's one way to find out, isn't it? <laughs> there is. Was is he? Um, I swear, I saw before the Exeter match. 
He was. I know that Jake, listening to this podcast, is just absolutely going ballistic because he's Mr. Statman and he would know. He is our Statman. And he'd just be absolutely going haywire like, no, he is injured or no, he's not. You know, if he stopped prioritizing Greg, exactly, we'd have the information. And if he actually came and did his job, you know, that would be fantastic. Stop sending me photos of him in a full on Greg's outfit, which you can see if you leave 250 likes on this YouTube edition of the podcast. Um, <laughs> posted by the Twitter account at Talking Wed. Go and follow us if you haven't already. Did you like that little gap of filler that I filled in I there did. while you're looking things up? Yes, yep. it's wonderful. Still um, looking. Carry on. You're still looking. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the people, <laughs> the, <laughs> the people that I would put in midfield, I would probably be inclined to agree is uh, Backinson, Byers, and uh, why? Why is my head thrown a blank? Why am I on dialogue? This is, is taking so long. It it's is. like I'm on dialogue. Um, I can literally is. hear the AOL dialogue AOL sound thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Carry well, on. Um, although I'd maybe even swap Pato into a a big P into like the battling midfield role because he's played that before at Cardiff and he did very well at that role at Cardiff. Um, in fact, I think he was playing that role a good bit in their promotion to the Premier League season. Um, but I'd maybe slot him into the former Sam Hutchinson role, maybe, because, well, as you know, he makes a very good centre-half on FIFA 21. Not FIFA 22, sadly. But I'd slot him into that sort of role, because I do think that's also a role that we've been sorely missing a lot of the time this season, because that's that sort of battling energy isn't really what we've been... I've made an error here. I thought... I thought... It, he was one of the ones that was close. The other, that's why I was like, "Oh, we'll put Byers as a week away." It's one of those ominous injuries where he just keeps getting pushed further and further. Right. So no, he's not back. So that makes the midfield interesting. So if we that are does. playing a midfield three, who do we put there then? Who do we put there? Indeed. Well, Fizz has got kind of got it, hasn't he? It's really funny how at the start of the season we were we were literally saying about how overloaded the central midfield is and then now we're talking about oh god who do we put there when when there's these injuries that have happened who do we put there maybe it's a thing in january we need to sign someone to fill in this injury gap you know but well we started oh yeah well we started with fizz bannon and volks so volks is in there i always forget we've got even though we play his I know that's like I think you probably the the only way you can really do it if we're gonna play that three is Bannon Backinson Volks. Now you I would play Fizz as the advanced midfielder and I'd put Backinson and Volks in the middle. Yeah, we're all right. We can still oh, play Volks, that three. Of course, Volks. I've, why did I forget I've, all about Volks? I've just said it about yes, three times. You Are you all right? Uh, Honestly. Right. Oh, I yes. Yeah. Volks. So, Volks. But that that we are that that does leave us without sort of a um a change in that midfield. Unless he puts Iorfa in the mid middle midfield. But then who covers the central defence? Because obviously Awekway's out injured. Didn't Iorfa play wing back on Saturday? Yeah, I think Palmer came off and then So he's he not covering wing, he's not covering to wing back. I think. He's not covering. He's not covering central defence. Oh then, yeah, is he? he's not. Good point. Because he put he he had uh, Palmer Mag- Palmer McGuinness and 
James as the centre backs, didn't he? He oh. played he played a three, didn't he? I am right. I think I think, you, I think you're right. Yeah, because we had Johnson and they offer as wing backs, and then we had James McGuinness Palmer across the across the back. That seems right in my head. Yeah. I'm looking at the lineups, and that seems right in my head. That's how we we played that. Yeah, I think so. I remember. Yes, but yeah. um, <laughs> Smith and Windass up top's an interesting one. I I don't I don't mind that. Mm. But but Windass is um, a striker, as he keeps proclaiming on Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Actually, you you say that, and I know it. Do you put Backinson and Fizz? Or Volks and Fizz, or Volks and Backinson in that midfield, and then is the central point is the more of the cam. Do you put Windass there and put Gregory and Smith up top? I or, would, or and then, Smith and Wilkes, or Gregory and Wilkes, or yeah, I would as well. I actually. I probably it, would. Now thinking about it, actually, I keep forgetting. I I keep in my head subconsciously. I always think, oh yeah, well, <laughs> Windass is part of the strikers, but he's not. I have the belief that Fizz can play Bannon's role. Hmm. I would actually put Byers in the Bannon role if he was fit. Yeah. but I, Yes, I would agree as well, actually. But I would say that Fizz can probably play it and see how he gets on with it. And I would, yeah, I'd then put Windass as an advanced midfielder there. But that's just the opinion of some idiots on a podcast. It is. It is. We're not tacticians. We're, what we're... would you do about the Bannon situation? Let us know in the comments. It'd be interesting to hear you on this one. Hopefully it's nothing serious. We'll find out over the course. Yeah, we're only thinking the about the weeks. worst case scenario right now, but, you know, I'm sure it won't be the case of uh, him being out for a long time. Think touch wood, fingers crossed, all that superstitious stuff. Hopefully. Um, one of our youngsters, Will Truman, has gone on loan to Mickelover Football Club on a month long, so he's joined the others that have been out that we've previously spoken about. Mickelover, where's that? That's another place that's near me. Why are they is all? It? Why are they all coming to teams that are near me? What's going on? Have they tracked that... my IP? Has like has the the youth director tracked my IP address and has just said, right, what, that idiot from that the occasional host of that podcast lives there. Let's send all these youth players. Near to where they live, is that is that what they've done? Because this is nah. this is the, uh... <laughs> nah, they don't know we exist. No, they. I mean, they probably I mean... do, but they, they think <laughs> yeah. we're like a mosquito. They probably have yeah. the same attitude to us, like 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 we're a mosquito. I think, but <laughs> uh, to be fair, to be fair, um, Jake always seems to speak to everybody, and has spoken to some people who've been very nice about everything. So there's some there's yes. um. And we all know Art listens to this at some point. Yeah, we do. Because we've had, because uh, uh, I am basically Sheffield Wednesday's number one scout now, as we as we are aware. I need to get back to that. You know, we weren't linked with Chan Siri. Yeah, it's very much <laughs> one of those situations. Let's let's discuss Callum Patterson because we kind of glossed over it last week. Now this is from the star. There's been an elaboration. On the Patterson story. An elaboration. Speaking ahead of the game at Exeter City, more said of the 28-year-old. Quote, we've had nothing official at all. I've not heard anything, but it is relatively early. I've had nothing from Hearts, so I can't really comment on that. He's part of the plans. As what you've said is hearsay, as far as I'm concerned, he remains and keeps doing what he's doing for us. He's a, he's a player. He's playing his part, 
and will continue to do so. I'll just treat it as speculation because we've not had an official approach, end quote. So that advancement is pretty much him saying nothing because they've they've not approached for him. However, they have there has been quite a statement of intent on the heart side if you read all the socials and the likes. They are very keen on him. He's scoring for us. Are we at a point where we now try and maybe put a one year in front of him and or do we or do we just not panic and just go with the flow? What what are your th- thoughts on this one, Jack? Well, overall, I think it's agents talking again to try and force mm. somebody, if even if it's not Wednesday, to put a contract in front of him. That's what I think this is. And will it work? Who knows? But I think Big P knows that he's valued at the club. Very much so. And I think he seems happy to play the role that he's playing. You know? Um, I think even Darren Moore said that he's bided his time, yes, but he's... A, complete professional and his attitude's stellar when it comes to this stuff he's very he seems very much like liam palmer's sort of a professional attitude actually um even though liam palmer's being played every week but it, it's i honestly say yes stick one year in front of him and then an optional extension as well and just see how he gets on really with it because i don't want him to go for free even though did we pay money for him from Cardiff or did we sign him on a no, free? It was we free. didn't. So I would not want to lose him for free, I guess. Whether we do, I, you know. I actually, you, you always forget he's 28. Mm. He's not He's not past it in any way, no. shape or form at all. I, the only problem I've got is I wouldn't play contracts hardball with him. If he's pushing, I, yeah. would, I would do the same. I would offer him a year with an option if certain clauses were met. However, if he started pushing back on that, I'd be like, okay. He's yeah, exactly. He's not he's not somebody I would and I actually really like him. I like his character. Mm. I like I like the fact that he he sort of he always gives it all and he cares. But I don't know. I don't know if it's because for me it's very difficult with a player that doesn't cement themselves to a position and doesn't stand out in that position. It's very difficult for me to tolerate them playing hardball, but I don't even think he's that character. So, no, I don't. I don't think he is either. I, I that's think why I don't think he'd go because in an interview that he's given fairly recently, he also said that he's quite well settled in Sheffield. And why would he, when he's just got married, why would he want to upset that state of being settled just to go back to Scotland again when he's set, going home though as well? He's isn't rooted it? in Sheffield now, kind of thing. So. But there then Marco, sort of... Marco Matthias was very much rooted in Sheffield. He's even still got a Portuguese restaurant, bakery thing in Sheffield, I believe. And and he didn't really stay around, did he? But that's, well, that's a callback from the past. That's like a pub quiz, pub quiz player. Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> Who scored an absolute worldie against yes. Leeds on <laughs> that goal? It made naff all appearances for Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> that goal was something. Marco Matthias, had he been fit, would have been an absolute world beer and he would have been it's more of a case of him being played properly as yeah. well like it's it, it was that weird time of Sheffield Wednesday where we signed players and didn't really utilize them properly yeah yeah very weird it was almost like we were money laundering we weren't we weren't i, I want to, i would like to clarify legal disclaimer mr chancery this, this is all hearsay this yeah. is not in any way what actually happened. This is just the outwards. Uh, it was a, a joke. It was a joke, please. <laughs> but it was just like we were spending so much weird money. It was 
the hands weren't talking to each other. They weren't. Hands don't talk, but you know, the the fact that we had recruitment team that wasn't really speaking to the coaching team and yes, Carlos has got all this control, but like is he trust it the it was weird. It was a weird time. Anyway. Anyway. Sheffield Wednesday play Oxford next. We're past the news. That is the news over. That is the news over with. Well. Oxford at home. So we've got them at Hillsborough. Oxford have got 25 points. They are currently 16th in League One with a record of 6-7-7. Three points. Uh, 12 points at home, sorry. 3-3-4. Three, 3-4-3 three, four. Three, four, three away. So 13 points. So they're actually technically better on the road. Their last match was a one-all draw. They are a draw merchant side. They did it towards last season. Where do you see it going this time? If I remember rightly, it, well, we did, did we not beat them by quite a considerable margin at home? Or am last I imagining season. that? Last no, season. you're imagining that because I vlogged that one. Who am I thinking of then? Forest Green. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I've imagined that as, as being... I vlogged that one as um, well. <laughs> Oh, or was it at their place? I can't remember. Either way, I just remember one of them. It was quite an emphatic win, I think. I might be talking completely out my backside, I'm and I'm just... making all this up. But I do, if they're a draw merchant side, like you say, I I think it's going to be very difficult to break them down. But I, think... I might be lying. I just always hmm. feel like when we play them, they they are. Hmm. They were playing for a draw from the off when I, when I watched us play them. Yeah. They actually, their fans very much disagreed with that, but I, I was like, that's what it felt like. That's what, that's what it felt like to the home crowd. <laughs> but yeah. I, I can just imagine them being very difficult to break down. And then if and or when we do and we we score, I think the feeling will be euphoric because it will be so hard for, you know. Yeah, you're off base. They beat us. They beat us. Oh, well. 22nd of January at their, oh. at their place last year. They beat us 3-2. Oh, so I'm talking out my backside. Love that you caught. Oh caught in... no, we didn't draw. They beat us at home as well. They did the Oxford did oh, the double so I, last I, season. I, I, I was there. <laughs> and I... whoops, I who who the heck the... was I thinking of? You know what? It's this, not is, important. this is how I, I don't is, I don't remember matches. Right, I just don't. <laughs> this is that what this league is doing to my brain. Mm. I don't like playing Oxford because they seem to get one over on us. So, this is where Wednesday either kick back or we lose one nil. Yes, yes, uh, I I'm inclined to agree, and I just really hope that Mister Moore puts a rocket up their backsides and gets them to press more. Dear God, the the amount of just sitting back and this this like stale mentality that the players seem to be having. It's just, it's doing my head in. And you can now see with the state or, or here rather for you audio listeners, I'm not forgetting about you. Um, you. You can now hear how frustrating it is to just see them say, oh yes, there's openings that I can tackle and win the ball back, but I won't. <laughs> and it's just, I just really hope that... <laughs> become Mickey. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Talking Wednesday Clubhouse, guys. (laughs) Um, So I considerably, considerably hope that there will be some moments during (laughs) during this game that actually they will decide to press again and decide to up the tempo again. 
Because otherwise, Worko and many of the other Talking Wednesday audience will not be very happy. So that's my yeah. Sorry for the for the random Mickey rant there, but stand off the soapbox. That's my. Now. I like oh, it. That's, that's it's my passion. hot take, guys. Please stop doing oh, that. Sorry, I yes. feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel very in danger right now. It's in danger. Yeah. I'm just, something about that makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah. It's... Where do Where do you see the sinister intentions here? Well, well. Have you ever watched the stuff from the sixties? <laughs> Very predatorial sometimes, isn't it? It's rather. Uh... No, it's more of a case of um, just just research what Walt Disney mm-hmm. used to the used oh, yes. things that were in there, right? Anyway, anyway, that's it for this episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Because I'm not talking about England and the fact that we should have won that quarterfinal of the World Cup. Because all he needed to do was make attacking changes and attack a game where we were the better side. We were better than the world champions. And he brings Mason Mount on. When you've got players like Jack Grealish, who, who gets two minutes against the side that Bukayo Saka was ripping apart and they couldn't control him. So when he's running down that side and completely dominating that half, why don't we do the same on the left-hand side, eh? Why don't we think, oh, well, because I said this about Grealish because he always draws fouls. He could do the exact same thing Saka's doing and overwhelm him and, we'll, and then we would be too much for them. And then somebody even said, why didn't you just bring Rashford in that position earlier? I also agreed. That could have also worked. But he didn't. It, it's just it's a callback to the Euros final against Italy where for the first 15, 20 minutes, they were going full like Premier League high-tempo press and they couldn't deal with it. And then suddenly it was, oh no, we'll sit back, lads, and just we'll, we'll nick the 1-0, yeah? We'll be very defensive and soak up all the pressure and then hit them on this counter that never happens and have Carry Kane drop all the way down to the anchorman position. This might be a really controversial anyway. take. Mm-hmm. But if Eddie Howe was the manager of England right now, we'd have won the World Cup. Yep. Won the World Cup this year. Won the World Cup, would we, Dex? You went very... Uh, would have won the World went, Cup. Would have won the World Cup. Harry Kane's lifting the traffic. Harry- <laughs> You've seen them all have waited for this day. We've been waiting uh, for this day since 1966 when we last lifted the cup and now we get to have a second star embroidered onto the jerseys just above the England logo. Yes. That- I genuinely believe we're not going to get Eddie Howe because of all the all the uh, oil money at Newcastle currently. But if he was manager, he's the manager England need because the, he he doesn't he's not afraid. Nope. He's not, not, he's not afraid to make the big decisions that you probably need to make, whereas I think Gareth... And I do agree. I do agree. So like people say Tuchel's available. I would take that, by mm-hmm. the way. But if we're talking English managers, and oh yeah, it should be the... Because I know some, a lot of people have got the opinion that we need to win it with an English manager, you know, sort of thing. I don't necessarily agree with that. However, if we are, Eddie Howe should be England manager, but he would also be stupid to take the... I actually... I don't know, though. Because he... He'd ruin his club football because Newcastle are really good and he's in a good position. But I do think if it starts to drop off with Newcastle, he will get sacked in the next couple of years. Yes. Whereas his style of football with England's current crop of players, it's, it's be an, perfect. it could it's be an the exciting match made in few heaven. years. Yeah. 
There are actually rumours, you know, that since uh, the Glazers have put Man United on the market, that the Newcastle owners are thinking of selling Newcastle and buying Man United. There are serious rumours that that might be the case. If they did, they'd become the biggest, even bigger villains than the Glazers, in my books. But there are some rumours that that might happen. So Eddie Howe might be sacked anyway when that if if that does happen, you know. But who knows? But I anyway, I said I weren't going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yes. But but it's just I, uh, too much I of an emotional issue to not. I said this think. to my mate yesterday as well because we've just rearranged one of our Christmas trips. So I was going, we always go up um, and see him. He's coming to us, and we're. We've managed to rearrange something for like New Year and that. And uh, I said, I'm not going to talk about it and then proceeded to rant for about 15 minutes about it. So I'm going to have to end this podcast because otherwise I will do the exact same. But um, Jack, have you got anything to add on this fine evening? Um, I, would, I wouldn't say so, no. I would just say leave us a review because we need more. Uh, on all podcast platforms, you can do that. Um, yeah. Drop a like on the YouTube video of this podcast to, to get it in the algorithm and get more Wednesday fans seeing it. And thank you for listening and watch and or watching again. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, and um, hopefully you do like Jack because he's going to be around for a while. Oh. And if you don't, I don't care because I think he's all right. If, if you don't, that just makes me laugh even more. I can do more jokes about it. It's great. You are a dad without children. I am. Your dad jokes are elite. Anyway, children you know about. Anyway, um, that is it for episode 95 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. Oh, no, you meant to say bye. That's the whole thing. I'm waiting for a cue, Jack. Bye.